Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 298 and session number 90 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And now I'm saying it for the 90th time. I love doing these and I am so grateful for all of you that submit your questions or that just listen to the podcast. I just want to say again, thank you so much for allowing me to do 90 of these Ask Scott sessions and uh, hopefully all of you that have been listening have been getting value from these questions. And the reason why I started these Ask Scott sessions is because I was answering these questions on a regular basis. So why not share the answer to that question with thousands so this way here other people can benefit. So I want to thank you for submitting your questions and everyone that's taking that information and then actually doing something with it. I want to congratulate you as well. Now we are approaching the holidays. I mean, really close. Like this is airing on December 23rd. So if you celebrate Christmas, Christmas, it will be coming up here in two days, which is crazy. I cannot believe that we are at the end of 2016 and, uh, and, and, and Christmas is approaching and the holidays are here and uh, you know New Year's is coming. It's just crazy on how time flies. So I've got a little, a little reminder here for you, all right? So I want you guys to listen in on this, all right? The reminder is this, never forget this one thing. And I think we always have to remind ourselves because we can get tied up in our business. We can get tied up in just life in general, right? The hustle of life, right? But you need to remember this. I need to remind myself almost daily on this. Time is a precious thing. We have to understand that every single minute that goes by, we will never get that back again. And I know some of you that are listening that have kids really understand this, especially if you've already been through a cycle of having a kid go from, you know, being your baby to now where they're all grown up, right? I've got two of those. <laughs> I've got three kids, but I've got two of them that I feel have already been through those stages. Now they're going through other stages in life, which I'm, I'm able to enjoy now as well because everything is a chapter, but we're all getting older. We're all experiencing new things in different parts of life, but that time will never be back. It'll never be back. This, this minute that I'm recording this will never get back to me. We're, we're already past the time, right? So you need to understand that. And it's not here. I'm not here to scare anyone, but I want you to just be aware of that. So when you do have time that you're focusing on your business and you're taking away from your family, understand that. But then also when you're with your family, try to be present, try to be with them. It's not easy. It is not easy, but you know, I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up too is because we're getting around the holidays right now and you're usually with your family and stuff and maybe you're thinking about this business and I get it, I totally get that, but try to be present with your family when you're with your family. It's really important that you do that because remember, business is business, right? Life is life, but we have to prioritize and kind of like try to channel our thoughts and stuff. And uh, right now with the holidays, I know myself personally, I'm recording this, this session here early. So this way here, I can have a week or two where I don't have to be recording. So this way here, I can spend it with my family. I've got my my daughter coming and uh, and her fiance, and I've got my father um you know, coming through the holidays and my stepmother's coming. I, I've got every everybody kind of coming in the house. I got my my 18-year-old, I've got my nine-year-old. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of people in the house and it's gonna be fun because I'm allowing time for that. But I also, I realize that time doesn't wait for anyone. 
And, uh, you know, this episode isn't about time, but I think it's important that we, we just kind of have a little bit of a reminder here. This, this reminder, I, I tend to give myself quite often. And, uh, you know, sometimes I need my wife to give me this, or sometimes I need to give it to my wife and be like, listen, like, just, let's just slow down a bit and let's just enjoy this moment. So, just remember, time is precious and uh, you're not going to get that time back. So just prioritize it properly and just when you're with family, enjoy the time with family and friends and all that good stuff. All right, so let's uh, let's get ready to rock and roll. Before I do, though, let me remind you guys, the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 298. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 298. I can't believe I'm saying 298. We're almost at 300. And that episode, I think you guys are going to to like as well. It's a little bit different. We're going to do something a little bit different. So get ready for that. But that will be airing soon. Uh, If you want to ask your own question and have it aired here on the podcast, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Or you can just go to the show notes page, which I just gave you. And a link will be there so you can ask that question. If you do ask a question, do me a favor. Leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then a brief question. That would be cool. All right, so uh, guys, I'm excited. I am fired up because, uh, well, a lot of different reasons. We're here, right? We're at the end of the year. Things are are moving along really well. Um, Some of you are experiencing a fourth quarter and you're having some success. Some of you are just excited to get started. Everyone's kind of at a different stage and that's cool. But one thing I did want to mention before we jump in, and I almost forgot, and I have my little notes here in front of me. What is the word of the week or the phrase? Well, here's what I want you guys to understand. I just kind of gave you time and all that stuff, and that wasn't even intended to be like that focused thing, so let's just add that as a bonus. But right now, I want you guys, especially when you're just getting started or even if you're restructuring your business, moving into 2017, because that's always like a planning time, right? We want to go ahead and plan for the new year. Here it is. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Consume then do. What's that mean? Well, it's pretty important. You guys are listening to this podcast and that's awesome, but I want you to take what you learn here or that nugget and I want you to act on that. Take action like we talk about. I want you to consume it. That means learn it and then do it. All right. Put it into action. You know, information that's not, you know, put into action isn't going to do you anything, right? So we have to consume and then do. And I think if we can continually do that, we're able to then start experiencing what the results will be from that action. And again, I've said it before, that action may not be exactly what you thought it was going to be. It may even be a so-called failure, but it's a lesson that you learned from doing it, but you're never going to know until you actually do it. So again, you might want to write this one down and maybe post it on your computer on a post-it note, consume, then do, hashtag take action. All right, let's go ahead and let's uh let's let's listen to the first question of today and I'll give you my answer. Let's go ahead and do this. What do you say? Hello Scott. My name is Wasim. I've been listening to your podcast since about uh, a month and a half ago and uh, it helped me arrive today to a state where I'm sourcing my first product. I'm currently contacting uh, suppliers. Uh, My question uh, today is um, about uh, the details that I put in my listing. I happen to source a product which, if you want to make it high quality, then you have to use certain parameters that has to do with the material quality. Uh, For example, density, strength, water resistance, uh, and the other things. Um, Now, 
if I look at the market as a whole, what my competitors are doing, uh, they all have in their description something that says uh, something along the line that this is a very high quality product and it's very strong and uh, very durable, something like that. But none of them say that uh, this product is made of uh, such and such material uh, of such and such strength and it's water resistance, you know, 1000, whatever. Uh, they don't give the details. Although um, famous companies uh, out of Amazon <clears throat> that uh, sell similar products, they state um, in a very professional and very detailed way, they state all the values of these parameters, uh, which I thought might be a good idea to add to my listings in Amazon. However, I, my only concern is that if I do that, if I list my details parameters, it will be easier for my competitors to copy the product. And I just was just wondering, what, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts about it? Um, I would love to hear your answer. And thank you very much again for your podcast. It has been such a good teacher for me and I'm sure for many others. Hope to hear from you. Hey, Wasim, thank you so much for the question. And this is a good question, and I am, uh, I'm excited to answer it. So this is my thoughts, okay? These are my thoughts on this particular question. And basically what you're saying is like, listen, a lot of the, the big brands, right, the big players, the Sonys, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the bigger brands, right, they're all putting in these in these details, you, you make it sound like it's more professional, right? Because, you know, they have these really like great descriptions of the benefits and the features, but more of the features than the benefits maybe. And that's cool. Like that's good. Right. And your concern was, well, if I do that, which I think I can do, people are going to see that and they're going to think I'm a big brand or they're going to be able to say, oh, wow, this product has all of these cool features. But here's the, here's the deal. I don't know that all of those features are going to help you convert better, okay? And what I mean by that is, is your customer that's looking at that, is it driven by features or is it benefits or is it a little bit of both? Is it, you know, a main brand that, that's selling them? Like, what is it? I think every market is a little bit different. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't give some really good details about your product and have it well-written and have those benefits really scream out. I think the benefits are more important than the features, but if there's a feature that needs to be highlighted because everyone wants to make sure that that product has those or that feature or those features in it, then it's very important that you put it in there. You probably even want to use the enhanced content feature and uh, and build out a little mini sales page that has, you know, graphics that that show the feature, right? So, I think it it's not like a one size fits all. I think it's going to depend on the market. If you have a market that's really like technical and they're they're looking at all the technical things, the specs and all that stuff, then yes. But if you're just talking about the average everyday user that's just, you know, buying their stainless steel garlic press, they may not be concerned that it's made with this certain, you know, tempered or I don't even know if that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like if there's a certain uh, you know, uh, type of steel that it's made with, with a certain amount of pressure force that's been tested in these certain laboratories. Like, I don't know if that's important, right? I don't think it is to the average user. I just want something that's going to last, right? I want something that's going to, uh, to do the job, right? 
But if you have an audience and that would, to me, an engineer, if engineers are listening, you guys know what I mean. Uh, you know, if you, you guys are really like looking at the specs and you know, how much, you know, how much, uh, uh, you know, how much pressure can this thing, you know, absorb or, or give off or whatever, right? Like what can it do? Like that may be important to that user, right? Or maybe if it's someone that's selling, uh, you know, a speaker, it's a certain type of winding on, on the, I don't even know if I'm talking about this stuff correctly, guys, but you you know what I'm saying? Like the coil might be a certain type of copper or whatever, right? Like to me, that that stuff doesn't matter to me if I'm buying a speaker. I just want to know that it sounds good. It's got good, maybe some good bass. It's got, you know, uh, it's not tinny. Like those are the things that, and I'd be reading the reviews to see what other people are saying, right? And then I'd probably want to go over to a YouTube channel and I'd want to hear it. I'd want to see a review on it. So you see how, how, like every product's going to be a little bit different. Uh, So, you know, if you have some of those features, then yes, add them in or the benefits, put them in there. Uh, I think also the more that you put in there, uh, about different aspects of your product will also help you for optimization as, as far as like going after these long tail keywords. I think that also will help you. Now you brought up an interesting point and you said, if I put these things in here and my competitor sees this stuff, they're just going to be able to copy me. Um, well, that's true in a sense, but again, if you have this specialty stuff and you're not just grabbing it off the shelf, it's going to be hard for them to have it manufactured unless they go through a lot of work. The other thing is, is if you have something like that, you may not want to put all of those fine details in there unless you know that your audience wants to hear it or your customer base wants to hear it or see it, um, then you might not need to put it in there. Uh, but Again, I probably wouldn't be thinking along the lines of if this is something that I'm making better and it's going to be a little bit harder to make, then I would want to put it out there because I want people to know that I put a little bit more work into it and then I wouldn't really worry about people uh, ripping me off. Um, And if it's that good, then you probably want to patent it if you can or you want to get some type of protection on there. Um, So again, these are some things that we, we really can't do unless we're here sitting down in person and you to give me some feedback. But hopefully this has given anyone listening that's thinking to themselves, they need to give all of those, all of those details, all of those features, like really feature rich. Those features don't mean anything to me unless they're talking about a problem or an issue that I was having with another product. And then I start scanning down and I see that yours solves that problem. That's me, right? But if you're an engineer or someone that's you know, really technical about a product, uh, and you're looking at all of those, all of those different details, then it's probably going to be beneficial to put in there, um, you know, all of those features. Uh, you know, for, for example, if you're a ham radio person, right, that likes to do ham radio, you're, you're thinking a little bit differently about like schematics and all of this stuff, right? You're going to be probably wanting to know the different frequencies and all of the different you know nuances that go into ham radioing. Um, again, so it's just a different audience, different customer base. So you have to kind of decide that yourself. But I don't think that necessarily putting in that stuff is going to is going to uh, you know hurt you as far as someone coming in there and ripping you off. Um, that I don't think. But I think it can help you if it makes sense. So I know it was kind of like a long winded answer. But there's a couple of different ways to look at it, and hopefully by me kind of going through that and flushing that out, you can see maybe it's for your product, maybe it's not for your product. There's not like a one set or way of doing this, okay? So hopefully that helped. Good luck. Keep me posted, and uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My uh, my name's Brandon, and I'm from the UK. Um, just want to say you have an excellent podcast. You've taught me so much new stuff, and uh, you've convinced me to take action which is what I'm trying to do now. So appreciate everything you've done. 
Um, my question is, um, I'm looking. I found a product that's um, it's an electronic. I know you said not to sell electronics, but I feel like this is a good good one for me. And um, I'm curious as to whether you need to display the FCC um, label on the back. I know that's for the US or um, in the EU or the UK, it's um, CE. So do you need to like show that on the product to, or anything like that? If um, Yeah, so hopefully you can answer my question. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Brandon, thank you so much for the question all the way from the UK. It's awesome. And I love your accent. You guys have heard me say that before. I love uh, those accents out there. Anyone that has an accent other than mine, um, I feel sounds smarter. Uh, I just do. It's just it's the way I think. But anyway, uh, awesome accent. Thank you so much for being a listener. I'm so glad that you've uh, you've gained some some wisdom and uh, and even some you know motivation or encouragement to to move forward in this business uh, model. So uh, congrats on that. Now let's talk about this. Now I have said in the past that especially if you're just starting, yes, electronics. I would stay away from personally. That's me. That doesn't mean that you have to, right? Anything that I ever say is my opinion. There's no, like, I'm not going to give you like, this has to be this way because those are the rules. There, there is really no rules other than the ones that Amazon make up that you can abide by. That's up to you, right? But you know, these are just my suggestions because with electronics, you are dealing with, with other things. Like you had mentioned FCC, like there's some things that you need to be compliant with. And then that could have a whole nother, you know, host of problems or issues or things that you need to deal with. Now, for some people, that's a good thing. They're like, cool, that means I'm going to have less competition. Okay, then go that route. But just understand, you're going to have to probably hire an attorney. You're probably going to have to talk to um, some product liability uh, brokers here pretty soon in the beginning to see even if that's something that you're going to be able to get product liability insurance on. Because again, if you have something that could be harmful to someone, if it's electronics, they can get electrocuted or whatever, right? You have to be careful with that stuff. So not to scare anyone off, but I just want want you to understand the reason why I have always said that I'm not a fan of that rate this second is because I don't want to deal with all of those other things right now. I think there's other, other products that we could be sourcing, but again, that also means that there's people that are saying like, you know what, that's an opportunity then for me to actually go into a less competitive space because there isn't as much competition because, you know, people don't want to deal with that stuff. And that's, that's the truth. So to answer your question, I don't know a hundred percent, like what you should do as far as having that on there. Like the common sense side of me says, you're going to need it on there. You're going to need to make sure that the company that you're buying it from is compliant. Uh, you you need to probably reach out to an attorney and make sure that you, uh, you make sure that you're covered as far as like, you know, is this something that I need to have certain labeling, you know, on, is there any other FCC stuff that I'm not aware of? Do I need to then, uh, you know, check with my manufacturer, make sure that there's a certain code that they're following. Uh, they have the right stamping, the right size of the stamping. Like, I don't know. There's some things there that you're probably going to need to, uh, to figure out. Now, some people would say, well, I'll just ask the manufacturer. I wouldn't just do that because the manufacturer, if, especially if it's, if it's in China, they're going to do things the way they think it needs to be done. That doesn't mean it's right. Right. Some people have said, well, I can go to China too and I can have a product made. And if they're making the product, then I don't have to worry about patents. Right. And the answer is no, that's wrong. They, you know, they will make something over there and violate a patent and they don't care because 
you, they're not going to get in trouble for it because you know you're the one selling it. You're the one that's that's basically putting it into the marketplace. Um, you know, even though they're manufacturing it. So uh, you just got to be careful with that stuff. Um, so again, to answer your question, it would be to reach out to an attorney. Uh, I know Ted Limus, a good friend of of uh, myself and and the you know the podcast. Uh, he's helped out a lot of uh, TASers out there. I'm sure if he knows the answer, he can help you. If not, I'm sure he can direct you. I'll leave his link in the show notes. So anyone wants to uh, check out the show notes uh, on this episode can do so, and then you can you can maybe reach out to him and see if. Uh, if that's someone that uh, can help you, you know, as far as like getting that information, or maybe you have an attorney, reach out to them. This also would uh, would come under, uh, I guess, uh, the thought of, well, you know, again, is it is it more of a liability? And if it is, then you have to say, okay, is everything in place in my business? Am I structured properly? Do I have the right insurance? Do I have the right business entity? Uh, do I have an LLC? Uh, do I have things protected on that, that aspect? So this way here, you don't get in, uh, into a jam if uh, someone gets hurt with it and then they come back to try to sue you. So there's some other things that come into the mix because it's an electronic piece. So I know your initial question was, do I need to have this thing labeled with FCC? Uh, the answer is probably yes, um, but there's more that goes into that than just the label in my in my eyes. There's probably some warnings that need to be put on it of some kind. Again, I'm not a legal advisor. I don't pretend to be. Uh, so uh, don't, uh, don't anyone take this as legal advice. Please go out and get some legal advice um, because this is nothing to play around with. Like I would be careful in, in that, uh, you know, in, as far as like anything that I feel is FCC regulated or if there's any type of code that needs to be uh, up to date or any of that stuff, um, you definitely want to make sure that you're you're talking to the right people there. All right. So hopefully this has helped you or anyone else that's listening, that's thinking about going into uh, not even just electronics, but anything that you feel uh, could be harmful to someone on the other end, you want to make sure that you go through the right procedures to make sure that you're you're covered, right? You're protected, number one, you know, with insurance or your business entity or both, and then also you're compliant with uh, the FCC regulations and all that stuff. All right, so hopefully that answered your question. No, it was a little long-winded there. Man, I'm getting long-winded today. I don't, I don't really want to be, but I just keep rambling. Uh, hopefully it's helpful. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and listen to one more question, and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is April from Ohio. I have a quick question for you. I'm looking to launch a second product. And as you taught us, I've been collecting emails from my first product. So when I launch this second product, I want to send an email out to the list that I've created and offer them like 25% off the new product. And I'm just wondering how you do this. Can you can you provide a coupon code right in that email that would not be at risk to being passed around? Or do you ask the people on that list if they're interested to respond back to your email and then you send them a separate email with the code um, that's just for that one person? Just kind of wondering the logistics of how you Uh, send out codes to your list, um, your email list that you've been collecting. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Um, So if you can answer it, that would be of great help. And again, thanks for all you do. Hey, April, thank you so much for the question. And I know that you are a repeat question asker or a person that asked a 
question. <laughs> uh, you, you've been on the show before, I think. And, and uh, you know, you're doing really well and you launched your one product. It's doing really well. And now you're launching product two and you want to know about this whole email list building. Uh, and, uh, you know, how can you then have that list help you when you launch your product, which I think is smart. That's something we've been talking about. That's something that we're currently doing internally as well. So uh, it's definitely a great strategy. Here's the deal. Okay. You can do it a few different ways, okay? You can, if you're doing a 25% off code, again, how many do you want to sell? That's the thing. Okay, so what we need to do is we need to ask ourselves, okay, we have this email list. Let's say we have, let's make it easy. Let's say we have a thousand email uh, addresses of people that are in our market. We've went through and we've built this email list, whether it's through maybe an Instagram post that we brought them over to a contest page uh, to win a certain item, or maybe we did it. Maybe we did it for our last product. I think you said this was from your last product, and you were able to get people to uh, join your email list through that. Um, I think that's what you said. So we know that they're definitely interested in this this type of product. Uh, or a similar product, okay? So let's say you have a 1,000 emails. Now, not all 1,000 would even buy it at a discount, right? We know that. We understand that. But how many do we want to uh, promote with or use as promotions in the beginning? That's what we need to figure out. So let's just say that it's we would like to give or you know, basically have 25 sold additionally to whatever else we could sell through pay-per-click or anything else. We want to sell 25. So that means that you're either going to have to create a code that has a max limit on it, uh, which, you know, there's been a little bit of uh, a quirkiness here within Amazon about this. Um, depending on when this airs, um, we may have a video to help through uh, this. If not, um, there will be one, one coming here soon. Um, check out the show notes page again for this one. This is uh, episode 298. So again, check out the show notes page. If that video is available, I will post it in the show notes. Um, but just understand that a max limit means that there's only you're going to allow how many that person can uh, can use that code towards um, because they took away the dollar amount, at least as of the time of this recording they have. But there is a percentage off you can give, but you can also limit it to, to a max quantity now. But the point is this. Uh, a really easy way of doing this, there's two easy ways. The really, the easy way of doing this is to say, hey, uh, I'm going to let 25 people have this for a discount, right? Email me if you're interested and then have one-time use codes and then you just send them each a one-time use code. Yes, that means that's going to be 20 or 25 emails that you're going to personally do. You can do it yourself. You can hire a VA, but yes, you are going to want to manually do those and give them a one-time use or you're going to want to make sure that you have the max order set up uh, so this way here when you give out that code, it doesn't uh, it doesn't land in someone's hands that can just buy a whole bunch, right? So you got to be careful with that. But it's 25% discount. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, you give out that code. Maybe someone does buy a whole bunch. Maybe you, you didn't do the max order, which you should. But if you didn't and it got leaked out or something and you're still selling a bunch at 25% off, you know, that's... Maybe that's not the end of the world. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, it's the people that are trying to give it away for over fifty percent off, and then that max code thing isn't isn't uh, you know isn't implemented. Uh, then that's a problem because now you're giving away product and your your inventory gets wiped out. So you got to be careful with that. But that's not really what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how should you deliver that. You could do it that way, where you send it out to them. You you limit the code to twenty five percent, and you just basically use that code. You can also, like I said, do it manually. Hey. We're going to let 25 people get this for this discount. Email us if you're interested. They email you back. You forward them one of those codes, okay? The other way to do it is to do a flash sale. 
You do a flash sale for a day or two, and then you lower your price on Amazon. If it's a brand new product now, here's the deal. Most people aren't going to see it because it's not ranking yet, right? Only people that might see it are the people on your list. So you could just drop your price by 20, 25% and say, hey, I'm going to do a flash sale. And then you don't need a code. You just drive people over there. Now, if you are going to drive people over there and you have a list of 1,000 people, I would recommend not sending all 1,000 people over to that, that flash sale. I would say maybe 150, 200 people. And then this way here, if you can get 20% of them, that's going to be your 20 sales, right? So that's another way you can do it. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Uh, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Um, I just think that depending on how much you're going to give away as a discount, um, if you want to manually do the discounts, you know, through them contacting you back again, those people are hyper, uh, you know, targeted because they are, uh, responsive, right? They're actually emailing you back and then, you know, it's kind of like a back and forth. Those people you want to probably put on a separate email list and say, that's my like hyper focused. Like those are like super, super, uh, focused group, really responsive. And, uh, you know, if you send them something, they're going to get back to you like really, really fast. So they're really aggressive and that's great. Now, some of you that are tuning in and maybe you haven't been listening to the podcast uh, recently, or maybe you're brand new, um, you know, we talked a lot about this in past episodes, uh, recent past episodes about building your list. We'll be doing more about that as well, um, but you can always go back and listen to some of those more recent uh, those recent uh, episodes. Um, I'll try to put some of those in the show notes as well, so you can go over there and, and kind of uh, listen in on those strategies, but Moving forward in 2017, building your own email list, knowing about influencers in your marketplace. So this way here, you can build your own email list. You can reach that audience. Um, so this way here, you can do that launch uh, this way. Um, that's going to be really, really powerful. And it's also going to be another another thing, another obstacle for, for people to do, right? So people talk a lot about their competition. This is a way that you can dominate your marketplace if you build your email list in your market. So this way here, you can then push product whenever you want to get a little bump or a boost in sales. Um, and then from there, help you rank. And also, if you wanted to, you could direct people directly to your e-commerce store um, and then not even go through Amazon. Or maybe Amazon fulfills it, but you don't sell it necessarily through uh, you know, their, you know, the, the listing. So you don't pay those fees. You just pay the pick and pack fee um, and the FBA fee, all that stuff, right? So there's things that we can do moving forward in 2017, that's going to be the things that we're going to be talking about and I'll be showing you and we'll probably have a few workshops doing this as well. So that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Hopefully this has been helpful. I am super excited because we're almost in 2017. A lot of cool things happening here uh, in the Amazon space and business and things that I'm working in and on and uh, the podcast, everything. I am just super fired up. The holidays are here. I'm going to have a lot of fun with my family, being able to just chill out and just relax. And again, going back to what I talked about in the beginning of this episode, just really spending time, you know, really focusing on the present. Okay. And what you can do in that present moment, meaning if you're in that moment and it's all product research, do product research. Like just dig in and just focus on that. If you're spending time with family around the holidays or just at a birthday or just on a Saturday night, spend time, be present. Really important that we understand that time is really, really precious and we need to uh, to realize that because if not, before you know it, 10 years gone by. And you might say, man, I still haven't launched a product, right? That could be happening. I have so many people that say, Scott, I'm still in the research phase because I've 
not pulled the trigger yet. I'm just too afraid. And that's normal, but you have to figure out a way to get yourself at least started. And that could be even just doing some retail arbitrage. That could be doing some online arbitrage. That could be just doing some thrifting and selling it on eBay. Whatever it is, you have to get yourself in the action taking, not just in the consuming uh, process like we talked about in the beginning too. You know, we don't just want to consume, we want to do. All right, guys. So, Have an awesome, amazing holiday season. Be safe. Please be safe. Enjoy family, friends, the people that you're spending time with. Have fun. Make, you know, make memories. You know, that's what it's about too. Like make memories, enjoy the time together and be safe. And uh, guys, I do need to remind you though that uh, I am going to be here for you now and in the future. And I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, holiday, any time of year that it is, have a great day, have a great night, all right? And uh, I'll see you guys right back here on the next episode. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 298. We'll try that again.